Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. A couple of things before we jump into today's episode. Uh, first off, I want to apologize in advance. There are a couple of audio issues during this episode. Uh, I think just some bandwidth issues between me and our guest. And so there are just, you know, seconds here or there where maybe the audio drops out. So I do apologize for that. Apologize for the audio quality. Um, doing some things on my end to hopefully make sure that doesn't happen again. So I appreciate your patience. Other than that, I am kind of expecting a patch this week. That is not a for sure thing, but if we're following a cadence of three weeks as we have with the last several patches, we should be expecting something in the next day or two. As always, you can expect us to cover our thoughts on the patch notes here on the podcast. So make sure to follow the podcast on your preferred platform and catch uh, the upcoming episodes. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Well, today we are talking about something that I have been wanting to talk about since the very first episode. In the very first episode, I said this is a podcast about the game, the meta, the cards, and I also said the art. Uh, But really, other than a couple of moments here and there where we've gushed over, yes, the art's awesome for a couple of seconds. We really haven't had a chance to talk more about art and have a longer conversation about the art in Marvel Snap. So I am very excited today to be joined by Wes DeBest. Uh, He's been very active uh, in the community, and he, just like me, loves the art in Marvel Snap. And so we are going to have a great conversation today. Wes, thank you for being here. Hey, happy to be here. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, doing great at the time of recording. Uh, as you know, uh, it's a little early my time. It's a little late your time. But uh, yeah, it's my thing. Uh, good Marvel Snap morning. Yeah. No, very excited to start my day off good with this. So, well, uh, just as way of intro, let's just talk a little bit about art and and just kind of general terms. What excites us both? And, I, and I'd love to uh, get uh, started here. So, you know, I've always loved art. I consider myself a creative. I'm not necessarily great at painting or drawing myself, but I do like to do different forms of art and, and I like to appreciate different forms of art. And so when Marvel Snap was first revealed, uh, I was just very excited. Once I realized it was a card game and then I started to see some of the art and the base art is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The base art for the game. But once they introduced the concept of variants and kind of these different art styles, uh, from different artists, I just said, wow, you know, like, uh, this is just so cool and unique for a card game. I just feel like, obviously, the other card games have other variants or different kind of alt arts for certain cards, but I just feel like this is on a whole other level on the amount of art that the options they're giving you, uh, and I just, I was very excited and still very excited. So, Wes, tell me a little bit about, you know, uh, what excites you generally about the art in Marvel Snap? Uh, what excited you when you first learned about the game, et cetera? Oh, yeah. The art is honestly one of my favorite things about it. It's it's because I'm a big comic book fan since I was a kid. Uh, so seeing all some my favorite characters and all different kinds of art styles. And that's the thing is like, yeah, like you said, the base cards are really good, but there's so many variants. I remember like the first like two months of playing the game, I was still seeing variants that I had never seen before. 
favorite things is coming across somebody or a bot or the bear that I haven't seen. And they just like, Oh, look at that. It's so dope. I want it. Yeah. And you know, at least my interpretation of what they've said, you know, I try to follow what the developers are saying in the discord and on Twitter, et cetera. It sounds like they plan to continue to add more variants for existing cards, not only for new cards. Right. Um, oh so, yeah, I mean, I I think that's probably their best way to make money, honestly. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think you know uh, we've talked much about the fiasco of certain uh, um, monetary decisions <laughs> by the developers that have fairly been rectified uh, thus far, but I think we uh, we've also had a lot of people on the podcast that agree that uh, you know uh, cosmetics, kind of this idea of like don't make me pay to win. Don't make me pay money to play the game. But like, if you're going to give me beautiful art and you're going to continue to give me beautiful art of my favorite characters, uh, heck yeah, I'm going to probably spend some money on the game eventually. Right. Um, because I'm going to run out of gold from buying too many variants. So, uh, definitely. Um, yeah. So I, I think a lot of people feel similar, um, in the community. Um, you know, I would love to uh, someday, you know, we're not there yet, but I'd love someday to have some of the artists uh, that are doing art for the game on this podcast. I'd love to have the art manager with Second Dinner on this podcast, uh, but we will see uh, if and when that happens. So, um, okay, kicking it off here, we've got a couple of topics we want to go over. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to just start off with our favorite variants. And Wes, uh, if it's okay with you, maybe we could just kind of go back and forth. I'll do one, you do one. And we'll just go through maybe our top five or six uh, for each of us. Sounds great. Uh, I will kick things off. Um, okay. Uh, so I am looking at one uh, of Adam Warlock. So Adam Warlock has a couple. He's got his base card. He's got, you know, a pixel art one. Um, and he's got one that's kind of more Blue and pink. This is the one that I think looks the most realistic. He's standing firm, arms at his side down, and he has kind of his cosmic energy around his hands and his hair's down and his face kind of is in shadow and he's got some characters behind him. And I just think this card is gorgeous and I'm actually surprised myself. I've had this in my store twice and I love the art and I look at it a ton every time I see it. But uh, the only reason I haven't bought it is just because I don't play with Adam Warlock a lot and that's uh I, I guess that that's its own side conversation of I love the art for so many of the cards even the cards I don't uh play with um but generally I'm not uh purchasing variants from the store unless it is a card I play with uh mm -hmm. but on the flip side if I randomly unlock a variant through one of the rewards trackers I'll generally play with that card more because I didn't buy it if that makes sense so I'm like, well, I've got to at least play with this a little bit, right? I, I got this new version of this card. So, yeah, I, I just think this card is uh, super intense looking. Uh, I just love the vibe of kind of like he looks like he means business and he's got to go mess somebody up, right? That's uh, done him wrong. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's turn it over to you for uh, your first one. All right. So I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit. I'm going to just basically say the chibi styles. Like the my favorite ones are the Death Chibi. Um, the America Chavez one is really, really good. And then uh, I really, really love, I think my favorite out of all of them is the Hobgoblin one. It's just so colorful. 
And when you split it, it looks amazing. And uh, it, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite of all. Yeah, I I randomly unlocked the America Chavez uh, Chibi one, uh, you know, months back when I was Chavez, uh, in the main deck I was playing. And I was so excited, let me tell you, to get that card because I had not uh, really upgraded my America Chavez because I wanted a variant of her. And so uh, being able to get her randomly, right, for a card I played a ton, I was so excited. And, and I 100% agree with you. Those cards look great. Uh, when they're split with the background. Um, okay, well, I'll jump into another one. Uh, I love the Beast card where he is upside down, hanging in a tree, reading a book. Um, uh, you know, I love that kind of intelligent side of Mr. Beast. Uh, not Mr. Beast, wow. Uh, I, I'm on YouTube too much, you can tell. Uh, uh, a Beast. Um, you know, some of his other cards, it's kind of more, he's in attack formation. He's, he's a little more intense looking, you know, and I love this one where he's just kind of chill reading a book. Uh, I think it just speaks to the character a ton. Right. And, uh, I think it looks really good. I've seen some people with this one split a couple of times and I think it looks great with, uh, kind of the rainbow background behind the tree. Uh, I will turn it back over to you. Uh, my next one is probably my 8-bit Carnage. I'm kind of split on the 8-bit cards because there's some that I've seen that I just really do not like. But the more that I've been unlocking them and getting them in my own collection, I've, they started to grow on me. But yeah, my 8-bit Carnage is because my murder deck was like my first deck I put together and had good success with. Or it's kind of called Death Wave now, but even before we had Wave, we were out there just murdering it up. And uh, Carnage, his 8-bit one is really dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I felt similarly about the 8-bits. Again, in no, in no way did I ever look at them and say, oh, well, I never want one of those or they're ugly or anything like that. But out of any of the styles, they definitely were kind of my bo bottom of my list for like anything I was going to buy. Um, but I'm, I'm with you that in when I, you know, I have a 8-bit Angela, an 8-bit Yondu. Um, you know, a couple of these were... I unlocked it and I was like, actually, you know, this is growing on me a lot. It takes me back to the old video game days, right? So uh, I think that just speaks to uh, the viability of such variation in the art. Um, and also the stages of like in the shop or whatever, just as base. But once you actually start leveling them up, getting them in 3D and then animate it, it really adds a lot to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, let's diverge for a second just because as we're talking about that. Um, we didn't even in the intro talk about, I think one of the coolest parts with the art obviously is the art, but then the different split effects you can get and obviously get, like you're saying, get it 3d, get an animated background and kind of always that surprise of what part of the background or what part of the card is going to be animated. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you kind of don't know that until you upgrade it. So that's always kind of exciting. It's kind of that, a uh, little bit of a dopamine rush, right. When you upgrade it and you get to kind of play with it and look what it, you know, see what it looks like now um, and kind of have that surprise of, oh, what split effect are you going to get? And I think that's so cool. And I think that just, um, again, helps me to continue to appreciate the art in a new way each time I upgrade it. So uh, very cool. Um, well, funny enough, the next one I have open here is a, a Carnage card as well, a Carnage variant that I have. It is the one with the uh, kind of white and black background. Carnage is standing down with both hands at his side um and just kind of uh, just that menacing face just full on facing the front 
Uh, this is actually one I, I bought uh, in the store with gold, uh, but I knew I wanted it, right? I had seen this one as available, um, meaning like I'd seen other people have it or I knew it was in the game. And I just said, it's the second that's in my store. Because like you, I had a destroy deck I used uh, really early on. I said, I have to get that card. And so I did. Uh, and I have split it many times and have some really cool effects on it. My dream is to get a gold foil one. I haven't got a gold foil of it yet. But that is like just... I think it would look so cool with a gold background. So that's what I'm shooting for on that one. Nice, nice. Uh, my okay. next one, my next one is one that I don't even have the base card for yet, but I've seen and I really love the art style. It's Rogue's variant, where it's uh, real, real colorful. It's like she's got little miniature X Men around her. She's holding up like a who's that? Like Bishop, and then there's like some floaty other X Men, a little Wolverine around her. It's just such a beautiful art style. And the colors look really good. And like like you said, when it gets 3D, when it's animated, it just looks so amazing. So it's one that I want very much, but I don't even have Rogue yet. So uh, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't have Rogue yet. Right there with you. And uh, Rogue seems like a great card. Uh, unfortunately, I fall to the trap where Rogue seems to always get played on me on turn six when I'm not expecting it. And uh, <laughs> it me so And whenever that happens... Uh, I'm proud of myself. I don't get, I don't rage quit. I don't get frustrated. I just say, oh man, when I get that card, I'm going to do that to so many people. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, awesome. Well, my next one is the Wedding Death variant. Um, I love Death. I love Death Wave. I love putting Death in a discard, uh, you know, hella deck, a couple of things. Um, and I just think this variant is so cool with the skulls floating in space that kind of burst out from the card. Um, Loot Muncher, who I've had on the, the podcast various times, uh, he has this one, he got this one and, oh man, I've been so jealous of him ever since he got it. And I, I seem to have got like every death variant in my shop, except for this one, uh, you know, and I know it's random, but it, we'll maybe talk about this a little bit later. Maybe some features we'd like to see with variant, uh, the obtaining of variants, but, um, it just makes me wish I could target this one a little bit uh, more easily. Yeah, for sure. In the same vein, uh, I've seen somebody with the uh, Ghost Rider-fied Quinjet, and uh, Quinjet's one of my favorite cards, and I want that variant so bad I can taste it. But it's just a Quinjet that looks like it sold its soul to more, uh, Mephisto and became a Ghost Rider. Yeah. Or Ghost Rider decided, like, all right, I'm going to take the Quinjet for a ride and just it's all, it's got flames everywhere. The Quintet has a skull face and looks super menacing. And oh, I just want it. Well, I hope you don't hate me, but I have that one and I haven't used it at all yet. So hey, Quintet's not the best of cards. It's one of my favorites just because uh, when I first got it, I, I wanted it for the longest time to work with a beast. And before the collector nerf, it actually was pretty big. But yeah. now, now uh, with collector not being the best, it's, it's, yeah i mean i think it's one of those cards to to digress a little bit um you know we've talked about this i've used this term and this terminology with other cards i think it's one of those cards that has a high ceiling in the fact that like there's always going to be more cards out of the game and that for sure mm -hmm. you know there's going to be cards that have abilities that add cards to your hand that weren't there to start right so i think it it will still it will it will have more build around cards in the future so i think that's good at least for the for the future of quinjet i think it has a future in the game so oh yeah 
Um, okay, let's turn it over to you for your next variant. Uh, I'm just going to say all the symbiote ones, man, because uh, oh, yeah. I have not seen a symbiote variant that I was like, nah. Every single one, I'm like, man, that is so yeah. bad. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I'm trying to think. I have the, uh, oh, what is her name? Uh, she's a four cost, 10 power. She uh, goes minus one power to all the rest of your cards. Typhoid um, Mary. That's a good typhoid one. Typhoid Mary. I have the Typhoid Mary. Uh, yeah. Um, one of those. And it is, man, again, I don't play a ton of Typhoid Mary, but that was one of those ones I was like, okay, maybe I just need to try her out, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll worth, build a deck for you real quick. We got to show Yeah, this it's worth just to be able to play with this art and kind of show it off to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I'll, let me let me go over my last, uh, last one I've got here, and then I'll maybe turn it back over to you for one more. But this is my chase card. Um, I love Dr. Doom. I've loved playing with Dr. Doom. I unlocked him relatively early in my pool three cards. I want the little chibi, like, baby dr doom playing with iron man and thor toys yeah i, just, I got that one i pulled that one oh, out of a collector cash actually or a battle yeah. pass cash. and and this is the same thing right i've had two or three of these uh the other variants in the store and they're really good too right don't get me wrong but i'm just like do i want to get another one if my end goal is to get this one right it's like i kind of want to hold <laughs> off until i get this one um but then the other ones are so good. So, but this is definitely my chase variant. This is the one I want, I think, the most out of all the ones I've said. Um, I just think it's so funny. Uh, obviously, Doctor Doom is a major villain. And so just uh, this idea of him just like playing with the superhero toys just gets me. So I really hope, uh, hope I can get this one soon. Yeah, it's awesome. Because, yeah, I, I was in the same exact boat because... Uh, I had the God Doom variant in my shop, and I was like, man, that's sweet, but I already got the chibi one, so I'm probably never going to run that one. So. Yeah, yeah. the God one is definitely my second choice, and I've had it in my shop once or twice, and so next time it rolls around, I may just I may just cave and get it um, and, and wait for the chibi one to come around. So, Well, awesome. Do you have uh, any more, uh, either a category of type card or one more you'd like to cover? Um, I really, really love the black and white. Well, obviously black and white, but the Mr. Negative variant. Um, yep. I, I don't have that one. I've just seen it out there, but it is just so clean looking. I, I, I dig it a lot. Even the one I, it's supposed to be a symbiote. I'm not big on, uh, Mr. Negative lore, but the one where he's got the face on his stomach and everything too. Like that one's cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of turn into some kind of creature monster um i do have the one you're talking about the black and white one um man yeah where he's holding the blade and just very mm. very cool art um man wow there um so many options right uh you know i was using marvel snap zone to actually just they have a page that has all the variants mm-hmm. and man it is an experience just to scroll through that list right uh yeah as I was trying to pick out some to talk about today, there's ones I've never seen, right? It's like uh, that I just see there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not know this even existed. And yeah. I want it now, right? Uh, even though I don't have the card, <laughs> or I don't play the card. And just the thought that there's already so many and they're still going to add more just kind of blows my mind, right? And one last, the professional wrestler ones. Because as a kid, oh, yeah. I was a wrestling fan and I, the Venom, 
where he's holding up the belt. Yeah. And you can't see it, but this is from a cover. He's actually standing like on top of Spider-Man in the ring. That his name covers that up. And I don't know if that anyway. But yeah, the the wrestling ones, like Taskmaster has a wrestling one. I think I dig those a lot. But yeah, the Venom yeah. one holding up the belt was the first one I ever spent gold on in the shop. Yeah, I think I love the idea of like I love, you know a card to have its individual art that's specific to that one card. But I love when it kind of bleeds through to multiple cards when there's kind of a, cause then you're kind of like, I want like this collection of these styles, right. Or yeah, this theme, right. The wrestling one, or, you know, there could be other themes down, down the line that it's like, I want to build a deck that has all of these kinds of cards. I've seen a couple of people do that. Like a try to do a ch- all chibi deck or an all eight bit deck. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just like, it's like you don't need to do that. That doesn't help you play the game better, right? But it's yeah. just, uh, it just, you know, plays into, I think they designed this kind of uh, model really well with the art that. Mm-hmm. And I think really what there's even do. like, like uh, Tank Up and Mr. I saw Mr. Metal actually uh, last night running. Yes. Yeah. I saw them post about that online and man one thing a lot of patience right because you know you just keep splitting the cards over and over again until you eventually <laughs> get there and, and you know statistically speaking i'm sure you'll get there right uh because i think the chances increase every time you split of getting that as a rare um split effect and split background um i think my one or two gold cards i think took me you know five splits to get to right so that's a yeah, lot. As someone, as someone who hasn't split any card more than one single time, I live vicariously through all of you. I love seeing yeah. those gold cards. Well, you know, it was funny because I, I did that really early on, right? I, I was playing your classic, uh, what everybody loved, right? Uh, uh, Carnage, Nova, Dino, Moon Girl, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, played, I played that at the beginning and I had... Um, uh oh now of course i'm gonna forget Ugh, i haven't played with it the the robot that spawns another version of itself that's from the x-men uh why am i forgetting the name a sentinel wow okay yeah. uh i played with sentinel ton i love the sentinel card just the base card and that was my first one that i like split and i split multiple times um looks so good I, too yeah so obviously i put a ton of credits right what is that like 1500 uh, 3045 60 so like over over 7000 credits uh into splitting yeah. it uh which is kind of insane and then now i don't even play with the card anymore right so at least currently right you'll get and, back to them. Yeah. I, I will i will for sure and i and i don't doubt that but i think basically i become a little more uh judicious and like how many times i split a card i mean i'd love to get some more gold foil cards but i'd rather get more cards that are split and have a a nice background right or Mm -hmm. one effect um than like splitting one card a million times right yeah i really love the fact that the splits carry over to the variants because that uh is super sweet because you get you have a card you've split already you get a variant for it you split it again you're i think you're guaranteed to get some kind of effect for it since you've already split the base model yeah yeah yeah, it's like it, it's a counter per character, not per like individual card or individual variant. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great, great thing. Yeah, a huge, huge choice by them to, to do that. Um, uh, 100% agree.
Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and decklists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to MarvelSnapZone.com and check it out now. Well, awesome. Let's uh, let's turn to our next topic. You, uh, you know, had brought to the table uh, several artists you would love to see um, do variant art for the game. And so I'd love to give you a chance to kind of talk through those. I can kind of give my thoughts as you as you're kind of going. I think at least one of them uh, is already confirmed. Uh, but let's yeah. uh, let's go ahead and turn it over to that you you talk us through your list of, you know, top five desired artists to do variant art for Marvel Snap. Yeah, growing up, I was a big uh, comics, uh, even like Sunday Funnies comics. Like I would like Calvin and Hobbes and uh, Bloom County and uh, Foxtrot, any kind of comic I was into it. And uh, so all the different art styles I love. Uh, my first artist, like you said, is confirmed. It's Gabe from Penny Arcade. Their web comic that for like 20 something years, if not longer than that. And uh, they're very into the gaming verse. Uh, all their comics are usually based around gaming, what's happening in gaming. And uh, they're hilarious, their art style. I've played, uh, all, I think, uh, three of their games. They even had a card game back in the day I had on the uh, iPad that uh, I played a lot. But yeah, Gabe from Penny Arcade, he's already confirmed. Uh, he's been leaking little snippets on Twitter. And uh, so far, I've seen he's doing a Spider-Gwen, a Doctor Strange, a Deadpool, and a Captain America. So he, I think he has at least one more that he's doing, but I haven't seen what that is yet. Yeah, and I have seen Gabe's posts on Twitter uh, where he's just, you know, he shows like a corner, like just, a, a you know, a, maybe a quarter of the artwork, right? And I love yeah. this idea that they're not like boxing artists in to be like, no, 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 don't share your art. Like, don't. Uh, don't like hype up your communities about it, right? Uh, I love that they're giving the freedom for artists to to share this because yeah. he, he's not the only one that, I mean, there's been various that have either shared their art that's already in the game or art that they're working on uh, for future variants. So very cool mm -hmm. by, by second dinner. Okay, let's, let's jump to your second one. My second one is uh, an artist that I am a huge fan of. It's Sam Keith. He did the artwork for Sandman. And he did a lot of uh, stuff for Marvel as well. Like he has a drawing of Wolverine that is so badass. Like I would love that as a variant, even though I probably would never play Wolverine <laughs> unless there's some change probably in the future. But yeah, uh, Sam Keith and the Sandman books, that art was so different and from everything that I was reading at the time as a kid. And so it just really pulled me in and then seeing his takes so like on actual like Marvel characters and seeing how different he could visualize and and draw these characters it's just really really awesome yeah you shared with me some of his artwork and wow like there's nothing quite like that currently in marvel snap right so i feel like that would be you know i would love to see him do several cards right where there's a collection of cards you can get with with his style mm -hmm. 
Okay. The next one, uh, you people may be more familiar with just uh, because there's the Invincible show on either Hulu or Amazon Prime, but it's Ryan Otley. Uh, he drew uh, for Invincible, and he also did a lot of Spider-Man stuff. And uh, he, I just loved Invincible. Uh, his artwork is really, really cool. I think it's like a like a bit of a younger, cooler take on like Jim Lee back in the day that kind of art style it's uh it's just really just pop superhero and it's like it's very distinct and noticeable and i'm also a huge fan of the invincible comics and the show is amazing yeah no i I, i'm liking what i'm seeing here from from what you sent over i think it's like uh it's you know it feels more in tone with the base card but just like a little more uh a little more colorful a little more pop to it you know and some mm-hmm. of the, the kind of the base artwork. So I, I would love to see that in there. And yeah, my next is Todd McFarlane. If you don't know Todd McFarlane, you probably don't know much about comics because uh, he's been a like one of the biggest artist names uh, in a long time because he had his Spawn comics. He did a lot of stuff for Spider-Man as well. And uh, he also has a very distinct style that is gets a little bit darker, a little more grim, but is super awesome it would definitely translate well into marvel snap yeah i have seen some of todd's art uh you know the example of spider-man uh from the spider-man stuff that you're you sent me over uh love his style love his style and again it's like we're we're not it's so funny because i'm like i think that we've seen already so much variation in the art in in marvel snap but the reality with art is that like uh everybody has their own style right and everybody has their own yeah. nuance it may be even similar to somebody else's style but it's just their own nuance and like there's nothing quite like uh his stuff either in the game right now right so and uh, it just shows their feeling for what they can do and the yeah. way they can that stuff kind of endless possibility like they could five years down the road still be releasing spider-man variants right and sure. it, would, it wouldn't get old so and my last one is kind of a dream. I highly doubt it's possible, but it's Justin Roiland. A uh, guy does Rick and Morty. Did a lot of, I think, with Adventure Time. and uh, But the Rick and Morty style is probably what most people would would relate to or be able to visualize. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing art, I think, like on his own, like doing NFTs and stuff. And it's ridiculously priced. So I doubt it would be possible to wrangle him into the Marvel Snap verse, but that's like a dream is, is to see some Rick and Mortified variants. That would be dope. Yeah, that that would be. And I think a lot of people, obviously, Rick and Morty is a huge show, has a huge following. I I think it would be so interesting. Like, uh, this is the business part of my brain, right? I have a business degree. I work in business. And just like, I want to know the data and the analytics of like, okay, if they have art of a certain style that like matches like a, a certain popular media, right? If they have an artist from Rick and Morty or from some other popular media, do their style of art for the game. Does that drive people into the game, right? Uh, it may not, right? But I would be so interested to be like, if that would like people who are on the fence or aren't sure if they want to try out the game uh, or driven to the game, right? By just by that art. I, I think it's definitely a possibility, but obviously... I'm never going to have that data to look at, but I just the concept of that really intrigues me of people being driven to the art, to the game to support uh, the artists that they follow somewhere else. Right. I really think that's like probably their best bet in my opinion. 
you know, to special feature an artist, you know, like, like you're saying, have a set of, Hey, this Todd McFarlane's five variants are available this month only get them while they're hot. They're never coming back. And those things would go, those would sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, uh, let's turn to exactly kind of what you're talking about as far as variant acquisition, right? Um, I've shared some thoughts in the past and my thoughts have probably have evolved over time on what I'd like to see as far as variant acquisition, maybe changes or new features there, more ways to get variants. But I'd love to hear some of your initial thoughts, feelings about current acquisition of variants and, and what you'd like to see in the future. Yeah, uh, definitely they need to be cheaper. Uh, that's number one. Because right now they're basically, if you hold cost into dollars for a variant. Now they are very giving with the gold in the game, I think, in my opinion, again. Uh, they give you a lot of gold, even as a free-to-play player. Uh, I was watching my buddy Ocean Mud play, and he's been playing, I think, since we off, and uh, he's over like 7,000 gold. So he could get like 10 variants. That's if, again, if you translate that in, that's basically like they've given him a hundred bucks since he's been playing. Yeah. If you yeah. want to look at it that way, which I think is great. Uh, but the variants do need to be cheaper because, like you said, they're going to keep adding. Like there's no ceiling for these variants. So the prices, I think, need to come down and that will entice even more people to buy. And then uh, they keep adding them, keep adding them, keep adding them. And then the money just keeps flowing. Yeah. I'd love to uh, just get your guess here. Obviously, we're not part of the game design team. We don't know. But do you think they'll go the route of like lowering the permanent price if they see enough feedback? Or would you see them keeping the current price in gold and simply either having gold on sale and or having variants on sale, right? uh, They potentially could be like this week, variants instead of being 750 are 300 or something, right? That would be dope. I would love that. I think that's an amazing idea. Uh, obviously, as an optimist and a hopeful person, I would love them. I, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that, yes, they drop the prices. But being a realistic type of person, I highly doubt it. They're getting enough people. That they've already said in the Discord that they're, the variants are doing well, and they're, they're, they're looking at ways to keep expanding that. Um, I think the biggest issue with the variants as far as like not price-wise is the fact that you have no control over which variants pop in your shop. And it doesn't seem like it's targeted towards what you use. I think if they had at least like one slot for the variants that was only cards that you've used in the past like 10 days and it rotated, you know, each day, like a different card that like your most played cards and just gives you a variant of one of your top 10 played cards every day, that's going to entice so many more people to want to scoop it rather than just a random smattering of variants. And it's like, meh. And you keep, yeah. you just scroll past it and get your free creds and then get back to gaming. Yeah. You open that page and you see your favorite cards variant there. And you're like, oh. And then you open it again the next day and you see your other favorite cards variant. And you're just like, oh, God, they're killing me. I got to get one. Yes. 100%. Uh, I mean, one of the worst feelings for me right now, obviously loving the art is like I open uh, it's 9 p.m. At least my time. I open it up and I'm like, okay, let's see what new variants I can get uh, today. Right. Uh, Or what are my options? And then it'll be like 
two or three I've already had that week that I didn't mm-hmm. buy. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to see this one again. <laughs> right. Uh, and then three will be cards that I don't play a ton. Right. Yeah. So hundred percent agree. And this is a huge, uh, this is a piece of feedback I've seen several people give in the official discord and on Twitter. And obviously makes sense. They're not going to commit to anything until it's, it's a done deal, but they have said they are exploring, you know, kind of different targeting options for things like this. Yeah. It could be most played card card. You have a ton of credits for, Etc. Right. There's a lot they could look at here in the background of like how to populate what cards are available, and it sounds yeah, like they are yeah. looking at that. And, and again, I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win for users because then you get the variants more frequently that you want, but also it's a win mm-hmm. for them because I agree with you. I think this will increase the purchase rate of variants, right? Yeah. And if they drop that price down, then we're at the we're in we're in the perfect world, you know? Yeah. Oh man, let's. Uh, Let's shoot for the stars. Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree I with you. Uh, I think their battle pass is perfectly priced. Just enough rewards. It's not. Doesn't give you too much. Doesn't give you too little. I think it's right in the sweet spot. Ten bucks a month. I think is a is a fair trade. And then all the stuff that you gain from playing, you should be able to spend on your variants. But right now, them being seven hundred and fifty for just one. Yeah. You, it's it's too much because there's just so many sweet variants. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I could understand not... if there was only like variants or something like that, but you see a new variant. <laughs> like I said, the first two months I was playing, I saw a new variant. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, and I think like everybody's getting some free gold, right? And like, oh, cool. Like if you start like buying variants, eventually you're going to run out of that gold, right? You're going to spend it faster on variants if you're buying variants actively then you are going to earn it right which obviously the hope with like a free-to-play model and like making money is that okay once your resources are depleted you're going to spend real money but i i guess i just question if like people who are playing mostly free-to-play are going to like all of a sudden fork over money like i buy the season pass but i have yet to like put in other money into the game personally um and so, like, I just don't know if I see myself, okay, like, if I spend all my gold on 750 cost variants, then, like you say, like, if I run out of that and there's one I really want, am I going to just, like, whip out the debit card, credit card, and, and spend 10 bucks? I don't know if I am, right? Now, that yeah, being said, sure. I mean, knowing myself, okay, if it was, like, $3 to get mm-hmm. a variant, all of a sudden I'm like, well... Yeah, I'm probably going to do it, right? Or I'm a lot more likely to do it, I guess. Now, and I then you'll not... have leftover gold as well for whatever you're going to be bringing in to replace the old Nexus effects. Exactly, exactly. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? Uh, but would love to see just some tweaks there with uh, with the variant acquisition and with the pricing model. Uh, let's turn to our last thought here. Uh, this, again, something that's not unique to us sharing, but I think we both agree that this is important. And they have said that they're looking at this, but I still feel like it's worth covering. But And that's just more card info, um, like info on the cards that you can either see while you're looking at your collection or while you're in a match. What, what more... Uh, additional information would you like to see on cards? Oh, definitely, obviously, the artist who, the art. But if it's from a cover, what what issue, what uh, comic that's from, and then maybe even, like, some of the more obscure characters, like Goose, like, who is Goose? Where is he from? Give him maybe a little background. Info. And then, in, like, 
Dream Fantasy Land. I've been noticing in a lot of the uh, Marvel shows they've been doing on Disney Plus, they've been hiding QR codes throughout the episodes that if you scan them, you get like a free digital comic of whatever character from that show. They could even pop those on the cards and, and that info, you know, and, and then, yeah, what, what, where's this art promo? It's from this comic. Oh, I can scan this QR code and actually go and read that comic. That's that, that would be super dope. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, I think my plan is to have a full episode and conversation about this. Cause I think it warrants it, but I'll just give a little sneak peek, sneak, sneak peek, sneak peek of my thoughts. I think that, Marvel Snap, um, the more they kind of build into the larger Marvel world, the comics, the MCU, uh, the Marvel show, TV shows, both, you know, animated kid shows, as well as kind of the Disney Plus live action shows, right? I think the more they tie into these things, uh, both from a like a release standpoint, but also just like getting you involved in the greater Marvel universe uh, Mm -hmm. and Marvel characters, I just think bring so much potential for that this to have longevity right marvel has been around for so long at this point it's a huge company it has a huge brand equity uh and obviously that already helps it today but i just think the more they lean into integrating with some of these other things in the marvel world i think really can just uh add some really long legs and longevity to this game so for sure for sure well, awesome. That is about all the time we have for today. Um, I, I'm very grateful to have this conversation. I've been wanting to have this conversation for months. And I'm sure there will be even more to talk about uh, with art in the game in the future. So, Wes, uh, thank you so much for being willing to join, have this conversation, this important conversation about just this key piece of Marvel Snap. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh been listening to your podcast and you've been dropping them the marvel snap community is so awesome there's so much content being put out there and so many people actually just seeing the potential and taking the initiative to go ahead and put things like this together and just be like hey guys we love it this is awesome keep doing what you're doing so hopefully the devs and people at second dinner and the people in charge see all this initiative that people are taking and are inspired by it and yeah keep doing keep doing what they're doing yeah, no, I, I agree. I hope I hope they obviously they're still working through some things and they've had some lows, <laughs> highs and lows so far with the game with the community feedback. But I hope they do feel good about uh, the excitement and the content that's being created around the game. And I hope that that's a pat on the back for them that, hey, this that we could be doing this for the future. Right. We, we can make this game work long term. So 100 percent agree. Well, Wes, uh, any shout outs to any of uh, your socials, anything where people can follow you, how they can best support you? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for some entertaining matches, uh, I do each weekday, I'll drop five matches. I'll do a different deck each day. It's on my YouTube channel. Just look up Wes D4 Best and uh, you'll find me. And uh, hopefully I'm fairly entertaining, but it's quick. I just it's quick and dirty. I do it all on my phone because uh, I don't have the, the editing software on my computer in order to do it all fancy like but uh yeah so i I drop five matches each weekday morning it's marvel good marvel snap morning and uh i like to just have fun and do that uh i'm in the discord uh you'll see me as west d4 best and all the discords you can find me on twitter west d4 best and uh yeah i think that's everyone 
Awesome. Well, everybody, make sure to go follow Wes. Make sure to check out his content. And as always, listeners, thank you for being here. And we will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.